0: Friends, I'm here with Abby. Hi Abby. Hi. We are going to talk about babies today. Abby is 8 months pregnant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And has two little boys already. Yes. She is right in the middle of this season of motherhood. I, however, all of my babies are all big and grown <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> um So yeah, Abby, tell me about the difference in child birth and the pregnancy process with your first
1: baby and to the, all the way to the third. Okay. Well, I am pregnant with a third. Everybody says we were at the doctor's office not long ago and they said, um, oh, I hope you're having a girl, but we are not. (laughs) We're having a third boy, which is good. We're going to have three sweet little musketeers and it's going to be great. (laughs) Um, so I used a doctor with my first, um, and he's four now. And I used a midwife with second but the midwife is also a doctor she's just specializing in midwifery so it's a little different um this is where
0: in with amos the second your second yes. son how just the difference in when you were going through the process with him and seeing the midwife i through the whole thing, I was like, wait a minute, you're, you have a midwife, but you're still going to the hospital or how does this, how does it work?
1: Um, there actually isn't a whole lot of difference. That's always, I thought it was a big difference too. When I was, before I had done it, I was really in the dark and I kind of was just through the first pregnancy with having a doctor. It was, I kind of had the mindset of, Like, this is my body, God designed it perfectly, I know, it it knows what to do, but the doctors were kind of like, felt like it was a little bit of a, more of a manipulation to be on the, um, convenience for them, so that's when we started looking into midwives, but, um, so there's really not much difference with the midwife. So and, you had thought about it the, with the first pregnancy, too, with Sattler. You yeah, thought I, about doing a midwife, but just. Yeah, because it was my first and I was really not sure. And it just kind of scared about everything. And I just wanted to make sure healthy baby was perfect. I did look into switching. But when they sw- when I asked my doctor um, for my record so I could get them switched to the midwife, um, he said, oh, well, that's going to be like. $70 just to have your records. And I was like, oh, okay. So it just, and it was a big hassle. So I said, okay, well, we'll just go ahead and do it this time. And then if, if I'm still, once I've done it and my feet are kind of wet in it, and I'm more confident in what's about to happen, then we could try again. So the midwife, I don't have the midwives like a lot of people have. A lot of people have just a certified midwife. But when I eventually, Told Kason about the midwiferies. He said, "Oh no, we're we're not about that." I think he has f- family that um, has had a bad experience or something with having a baby at home, so he was just anti. And if you don't know about it, it seems a little. Yeah, kind of. Just
0: odd, just different at first.
1: Yeah, and it's such a fragile thing, like the life of your baby. You don't want to put any risks, to. But we watched this movie called—it was on Netflix, and a friend referred it to me. It was called The Business of Being Born, and that completely converted Kason. He was like, oh, my goodness, you're right. And it's just—it's really not even a big deal. There's people who are just hippie, crunchy, like, oh, midwives, but really the reason— I like the midwives is because they're really hands off and it's real. I'm lucky though. I haven't had any complications, my just no complications at all. So I can really say that I feel like God created my body perfectly. He designed it to know what it's doing. So I don't need some man who's never even had a baby. (laughs) Absolutely. He designed women to be mamas for sure. Right. So I don't, I don't, it was kind of just like, well, when it came, when it came to inducing, like with my first, I went 42 weeks, which was two weeks over regular gestation. But at 37 weeks, they start saying, okay, you're ready. You can have this baby. When do you want to have the baby? And I was kind of like, I don't. Your body says you're ready to have the baby. I don't want to choose that. I want my water to break. I want God to choose when my body is ready for this. And he was. Just to be clear though,
0: so for for Sattler's first pregnancy, did you have any complications through the pregnancy and childbirth? Did you have an epidural or Oh, okay.
1: Anything like that? Yes, I had um no complications, but I did end up having an epidural. Um that was another difference between a midwife and the doctor when I went in to have well, at the beginning, something that really confuses me with doctors is they say your very first sonogram is the most accurate when it comes to when you're going to have your baby time-wise. So, but then throughout the pregnancy, you'll always get them say, oh, he's measuring or she's measuring actually this many weeks, not this many weeks. So we're going to change your due date. And so with Sattler, my first pregnancy, I was asking him, I said, if you've, if the very first sonogram is the most accurate, but you're changing my due date, How does that work? And he says it was just kind of like it wasn't a big deal because it's not. I mean, medicine is so amazing. You can have a baby induced. They they can cut it out of you and it's healthy because medicine is really amazing. But at the end, for instance, I went two weeks over. But he changed my due date so many times when I was pregnant with him. Like, oh, he's measuring this many weeks. Well, maybe he's just a bigger baby than normal. And so when, when I started getting to like 37, 38, 39, he said, okay, if he stays in there any much longer, um, any longer, there could be complications of low fluid and all this stuff, like all the red flag, scary stuff, but he's been changing my due date the whole time. So really, if we went back to the very first due date, I was right on track the whole time. And so that's kind of where I I was just thinking, like, I wonder what would happen if there was just no intervention at all. And I just let my body do what it naturally needs to with, of course, the checking for the heartbeat and the blood tests and all that, just to make sure there's no crazy complications, which people have all the time. I just never had those because I was lucky. And so so with um, Sattler, around 37 weeks, he started saying... Okay. When do you want to induce? And I kept saying, "Oh, that's that's not what I had in mind. I'd like to I'd like him to come naturally and on it's his own." So
0: common anymore. I hear that all the time. They have yes. scheduled birth. And-, and
1: that's what the business of being born that movie was about. It was about because from a doctor's perspective, if he gives you medicine and can guarantee you're going to go into labor at this time on this day, he doesn't have to be on call. Yep. He knows when you're going to have the baby. And so it kind of takes away a miracle and not really the miracle of birth, but it does. It's just like manhandled, which it's amazing how they can still do that. And our babies just come out so perfect. Like God did create the amazing medicine too. But I think it's more, it's more beautiful and more raw to just
0: go but back happen
1: naturally yes, and, and yeah exactly how it's anytime supposed you to. force
0: something to be done it doesn't happen as easy right as if it and was the risk factors go
1: up too sure so we were around like 37 38 and he said okay let's schedule your induction and I said oh I'd like to wait and so he said okay so we got to 40 weeks he said okay we really need to, to get this baby out of you And still I'm keeping in mind like he's changed the due dates. Am I really 40 weeks? I feel fine. The fluid's fine. Let's just wait it out a little bit longer. So he said, okay, I was 41 weeks. He said, if you do not have this baby by Monday morning, we are going to induce you. And that was kind of when I was like, well, 42 weeks. They say things get dangerous. This is my first baby. I don't want to risk my son's. Health, just because I'm being stubborn and want my own labor to happen naturally. And so it was, so we had scheduled to be induced on Monday and we went into labor on Friday. (laughs) And I had tried all the tricks (laughs) about like castor oil, which did not help, (laughs) and going on a walk and just all the pineapple. There's just a bunch of weird stuff that say... Intercourse also, they say, Oh, that'll put you in labor. And I think just you're not going to go into labor until you are ready. All right. And so we, I remember I walked down the hill, it was October. I, we had him November 6th and around Halloween. I've only seen, or I had before we moved to the country, we see tarantulas all the time, but I, they're so scary to me <laughs> before we moved here. But I saw a tarantula. I was, way over pregnant and I was walking down a big hill to the nearest Dollar General to buy some castor oil to see if I could get (laughs) this labor going and I saw tarantula got scared of the tarantula got castor oil got home had it and still no labor (laughs) so so I'm convinced none of that stuff works for me anyway maybe it worked for other people but
0: I don't know I would walk and walk and walk and Started having having. good contractions, (laughs) and then the second I stopped walking, it would stop. It was
1: yeah, I don't. It's just something about you can't choose the time. (laughs) So we ended up um, going. Thankfully, going into labor, I didn't have to be induced, and I still had the mindset of wanting to do it all natural. But at the hospital, that was Kason's thing. He, we hadn't. He was kind of for midwife at the time but we still to switch it was a bunch of like unknowns how yeah. does this work it's all the way in fort worth which is an hour drive so it, we just kind of played it safe but i still wanted to do the no epidural just naturally and i think it's just for, in my mind and now having done it with a midwife and done it naturally i don't the first time definitely wasn't a failure and i'm glad that i have sure. both of them because that was with the epidural it was the most magical time with me and Kaysen. It was one of the highlights of our marriage was just, like, I couldn't feel anything. Everything was calm. We were just excited yeah. for this amazing yeah. miracle. And so it was just, he he said he just was so proud of me. And yeah. it was, I was, I didn't have pain, but it still was pressure from pushing and sure. stuff. But I still I still did have the plans to go in without an epidural. But being in a hospital, people who aren't minded like you, the second I showed any signs of pain, a bunch of people in the room encourage you to get one. Yeah, they'd say, oh, if you think this hurts, it's only going to get way worse. You might as well have the epidural now when it's not going to be that big of a deal. If you wait too long, you're not going to be able to have it. Right. So that was kind of like, okay, that's fine. But the epidural was I'm a baby. I'm not good with needle or shots um so the f- epidural for me was pretty traumatic it was yeah. i was having a, tr- a contraction as i was bent over waiting for the needle to go in my back so it was painful and even still four, le- four years later i can still kind of feel a twinge on where the needle went in which could be my mind but still it's i think it's still I don't amazing know. i think so i
0: had an epidural with each childbirth and I could feel that spot for quite
1: some time afterwards. Yeah, it is. It does it goes into your bone. Yeah. But still even I'm not against all that stuff. How amazing is it that yeah. we can have such easy childbirths like that? Yeah, so I for thought sure. and we had everything was fine. He was a big baby. Both all, both of my kids so far have been. Eight pounds and two ounces and 21 inches long.
0: Both of them. Work. Yes, both of I them. Didn't really
1: yeah, Kason said that I'm just a machine <laughs> and I can just make them. <laughs> so that's how it went with the first one. And then, since with the second one, I kind of had more of an idea of how everything went. Um, I was going to go ahead and try the midwife thing from the get go. How did you go about finding a midwife? That- well, there it was pretty slim to to pick for me personally, because there's tons of midwives around, but there's only two places that had, I wanted to do the birthing pool. And with Cason, we kind of had the best of both worlds. We didn't, we weren't going to do it at home. We still wanted to do it in the hospital. Right. So if we did need medical intervention, then it was right there. We didn't have to. It wasn't
0: ever that you were against medical
1: Oh, yeah. No, not at all.
0: It was... Yeah.
1: I just wanted the the miracles of both worlds. Like, medicine is amazing, and if I need it, then it's right there. But if I can do it without it, then that's great. And the horror story that we had heard from a family member was that they had it at home, and something went terribly wrong, and in the car ride to the hospital, something happened. Like, I, I don't remember if it was a fatality or they had a seizure, and... I think the mom ended up dying, maybe. Anyway, it was just the, if you do have it at home and something happens, you have to get to a hospital. So for us, we, I can't really remember how Kaysen felt on it. But I just remember he was more comfortable with, it's in a hospital. hospital. So there's there's, it cuts way back down on the risks if we had them. But we didn't have them. So there was only two. And they were both in Fort Worth, which I was a little bit nervous about. Like, okay, I'm in labor. I have an hour to get to the hospital. When do I go? If I go too long, I could have the baby on the way, but if I went too early, they might send me home so but that's not really a big a big of a deal once you get into labor. um so there were only two in Fort Worth, and one just would never answer the phone. <laughs>
0: so there was two that actually worked that where you also had the option to have the baby at the hospital. Is yeah, actually
1: okay. they're they're both hospitals. And there's just a little wing that's the birthing center. And then the specific one, it's a wing of a hospital that has the birthing pool in it. So there's, so if, if another woman just happened to be in labor at the same time and wanted to use the pool, we'd have to like take turns or something. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not the like iconic in your bathtub. Those, those are really sweet and maybe someday we could do that if we have more kids. But for now it's, comforting to me to know that if we need if I just am so tired and want to give up and do it a different way I have the epidural pain medicine and all that never know what's going to happen yeah sure so with Amos um we used the midwife it was very without pride I don't want to be prideful but it was very empowering to know that that our bodies, women's, God, just the power, the pride goes to God just because our bodies are so amazing. I was trying to teach, talk to my firstborn, my four-year-old Sattler about it the other day because he was asking, he thinks he's convinced. Questions. Yeah. He's convinced he's going to come out of my belly button. And I said, (laughs) well, not really. And he said, yeah, right there. So (laughs) I didn't really (laughs) have to get into, but I told him, I was telling him about how God made women's bodies just so amazing that they don't break. The baby doesn't break our bodies. Just like men have really big muscles. Women can have babies without breaking. And I was felt like I was really having a moment with him, like just <laughs> empowering women to him. And he was like, hey, look at the Spider-Man toy. <laughs> I, I was like, man, what a mess. <laughs> He's not feeling it. <laughs> but anyway, just so just even... I liked them. I liked having a midwife, but the only reason that I really liked having a midwife was because they're so hands off. They're so like your body, your thing. Like I'm just here to make sure I mean, there's no, no complications. For you and, yeah, like yeah. it's. She's not trying to have the baby for me. The doctor pretended like uh, doctors most of the time. The one I had pretended like oh he knew better than my body and. That he knew better than God, who created my body, which is like, oh, you need to have this baby when I say, rather than when God says. So, with the midwife, that that was really what I was looking for, and that's what I got to most of most of it. It was just measuring everything. So through the whole pregnancy, and you
0: would would go in for your checkups. Do you have normal sonograms? And- yeah,
1: it was everything was exactly the same as the as the doctor, and I think so she had like a
0: like a doctor's office almost yep. sort of except it's
1: yeah sh- okay and then because of mine was so different though mine wasn't the to to work in a hospital the midwife you have to be a doctor so a lot of times midwives just have their like nursing degree or nursing degree with a certified um midwife certificate. So it's not really gotcha. it's not a degree or anything. It's just a certificate. And then there's other nurse people. There's like three. There's I don't know all the labels, but there's three different stages. There's a midwife that has a doctorate in midwifery. There's one that has just a certificate and then there's one that's a nurse that has um a certificate in it. So there's three different levels. Um, so we chose the one that has the doctorate. So two, and that's the only way that they can act out of a hospital. So it's a lot different. Somebody else talking about their experience with a regular midwife, they have the really cool, like little, they don't go to a, a hospital for the appointments. They just go to like this cute little house that has a kitchen and. It's kind of like a air, like a bed and breakfast where you go to oh. have your baby. Um so we didn't I don't have that but I do have friends who have that and it's still a really cool experience. But the whole the whole point for me not f- for other people they just really like the midwife but for me it's just there there's not much difference between a midwife and a doctor if you're looking at it like your creator is your doctor She's midwife. She's like a
0: doctor with a different perspective. Yeah, really it is. Yeah.
1: So, um, oh, I don't remember where I was, so, um, it was just it was just because we have we chose the hospital one, it was really similar to the doctor's office. it was just right. there was less intervention when it came to medicine and stuff like that, so when we had Amos um we got there, and it was really there was a little bit of from the nurses who weren't minded that way, they were very like. Oh, well, let's just give you an IV just in case you need it. But um, t- to do, I really had to upset my mind like, okay, I can do this. Even if I don't want the epidural or even if I do want the epidural, I whether or not I have it, I can do it. Right. So it's just my choice. Do I want to do it or do I not want to do it? Either way. I can do it. I don't choose that. that. God chose that. Knowing your body was created for this. Right. So I really what helped me get through natural labor was I kind of made I actually did make myself a little um scrapbook paper board of mantras that was like, you can do this. Um in a in the Bible it says when Eve sinned, um that's why childbirth was gonna hurt, or something like that, mm-hmm. because she ate of the fruit that's child i wish i I wish I would have looked it up, okay, um so that verse for some weird reason, and I can't even don't really have the words to explain it, but for me to that's such a long time ago, like, and so many people doubt the Bible, like the fact that labor hurts. And the Bible says that it was in the very first book of the Bible. Like, that's so cool to me. Yeah. Anyway, so I kind of thought that rather than looking at pain as a bad thing, like for some weird twisted reason in my mind, I felt like it was going to bring me closer to God because I was I was feeling exactly what this verse was talking about. Like there was no... um translation difference or this this verse can be twisted to mean this this verse means that when I have a baby it's gonna hurt and I'm having a baby and it hurts <laughs> so in a very twisted way it was kind of like I felt like I was a direct result of Eve so I was looking at the labor pains as like the verse
0: is maybe Genesis three sixteen. I will make your plans oh no I will make your pains in childbirthing very severe with painful labor. You will give birth to children.
1: Yes. So is like that... when God's whole design for the world is for <laughs> us to have this. So I kind of I was kind of going through weird cycles like, Well, I deserve this pain because Eve sinned, right. which it's not a bad thing. It's just it was so cool for me to to relate that to that verse to sure. be like it just really made me feel God's design of just so cool. It was so cool. And that's not to mean that if you you do have an epidural, that that takes it away because you definitely feel the pain. But doing the whole thing naturally, it's like just that amount of pain. It's just, you just lose your mind. You don't even, you're just outside of your body. You have to rely on him. You have no other choice (laughs) but to rely on him to get you through it. Yeah, and trust that like, that's just kind of my body in general you just have to rely yeah, on it yeah. to get you through it. Yeah. <laughs> so um so that was a big one for me that got me through it. And then that really just a lot of times when people say, Oh, I want I don't want to have an epidural, it's just kind of like a goal. And it was a goal for me, like, but I made an epidural not even an option. And I do mm. feel like it was I feel like I completed the challenge, really yeah, I do. I do feel like I did. completed the challenge. But at the same time, it's just how amazing God created our bodies to do that. Even if you do have have had an epidural and have never had it like your body is so stinking amazing that it did that (laughs) and how even more amazing that God created people to create medicine to where you don't even feel it. And you still have this beautiful, healthy baby. I think that's forgotten.
0: It's so normal for women to get pregnant and have babies. It's it's forgotten the miracle of it all. And and women don't value themselves enough to see that.
1: I think so. And especially like, it does hurt, but you're I think you're missing out a little bit when you have the epidural because you don't get to it is like, why would you not want an epidural? Why are you just choosing this worst pain you've ever felt in your entire life? But it did it almost feel like the easy way out. And just for the record, I've
0: given birth three times and had an epidural every single time without <laughs> like I did go in the first time going, Maybe I can make it knowing that my mom had done it. Yeah. Like, maybe I can do this too. And girl I did not last. As soon as I had the choice, I took it. And so I just want to be clear. Like, we're not saying to anyone not to have one. Like, it's different for no, yes. everybody. But I totally see what you're saying. there is a little part of me
1: that goes, could I have done that? Could I have been that strong? Or, yeah. you know. Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You, sometimes people don't have a choice. Like, you're. It, and that's just. When when you. When I was with Sattler, I wish I could have... A doula is actually what this is. And I think it'd be fun to be a doula for me now that I've done it twice. What is a doula? A doula is really just... Like you said, you were having... You were thinking, maybe I can do it. Maybe you can't. Well... You're kind of in a crazy state right there. So a doula is what you tell them your birth plan. It's just a person. Oh, gotcha. You tell them your birth plan, and then they are there with you the whole way, like encouraging you. They're just your cheerleader, cheerleader, and then reminding
0: you of what you wanted before you were in severe pain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and really, I think your mindset controls so many things. Like if if I would have had the mindset I had with my first that I did with my second 100% I think it would have been so much easier but because I had people there saying it's only going to get worse if you think this is bad you're not going to be able to do it when it's way even harder but if I had somebody like uplifting me like your body's amazing of course it can do this
0: yes it's remember not even what we deal. talked about remember what yeah you said. remember yeah. your
1: goals and that's what a doula huh. does which really is just a good friend. <laughs> yeah. But there's also my midwife when I had Amos, she did this trick and it was some pressure point where she pushed my hips together during labor. During labor, during a contraction and it took away like half the excuse me, half the pain. And wow. And I think maybe cuz it maybe aligned my hips more. I I have no idea what she was doing, but every time she Were did you it in it the helped pool already. Um in a birthing pool
0: just to it it was really just like a little swimming pool, right? Yeah,
1: it was a bathtub. It was a big bathtub. And the only reason I chose to have the birthing pool, which I really was expecting it before I had it in the per pool. I was expecting it to be this magical thing, like imaginary dolphins were gonna be swimming <laughs> around us just with their frequencies or something. But it really It was not that at all. It was still excruciating pain. Just I didn't even, the water is just there for comfort. And the reason I thought that it would be so much better was because when I was in labor the first time, I was, I took a bath and it was so comforting and relieving of Uh, the labor pains. So I thought, oh, if I do this naturally, the water will help take away some labor pains. And it did for a while. But once you get into like full active labor, there's, Really, you're just you're just making it till the end any way you can. So it's just the water actually it does serve as a distraction to get in the water and get out of the water and move into different positions. So that helped. But that was the, the idea of the water was just to take away some pain and to just be relaxed, which is how you overcome natural labor is. Do you lay down in the water? I think standard position is you get on the hospital bed and lay down and wait. Yes, I've heard that, which actually that's the worst way to have a baby. I've seen these pictures about how that's like the most unnatural way for the baby to progress because they kind of have to go like in a slope and then up. I've read that, of course, since I've had yeah. All yeah. these kids in the in that position. Right. I've read that there were easier positions. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have an epidural, you can't move. Yeah. Which that was something so amazing for me was I got in the pool and then um I ended up having my second with the midwife on my hands and knees. I was in the a weird position oh. on my hands and knees. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. But then the next day The midwife came in and said, um, it actually this, she was a different midwife, but she said, um, Hey, I heard you gave birth on your hands and knees. And I was like, Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember. (laughs) I was just trying to get through it. And she said, I guess maybe that, I don't know. She just seemed like it was weird. And she said, that is so amazing because she said so many times I have had to, um, Like reach in and kind of turn the baby a little bit for them to come out better. But she said, But when you move like that and get on your hands and knees, um, your body felt exactly what it needed to to get on your hands and knees. So nobody needed to turn it. The baby just naturally turned itself in that position and came out better. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know. Like I subconsciously hadn't thought about my body just knew. And that's like all glory and yeah
0: it's God it's showing God you what to do. that he yes. just
1: our bodies are just so amazing but when you have an epidural you don't get to experience that like you're almost missing out on yes so terrible pain but still so amazing that your body just knows more than your brain does about those things and also it's a little gritty but um the worst part of labor with my first where I had the epidural was the after pain was because I tore a little bit. So with the stitches, just I was miserable. So many women do. Yes. It's so common. I was so miserable and it stung and it hurt to sit down. And it was just the afterbirth was just awful with Satler. The recovery was because it was just because of that tear. And it was really only because of the tear. And I realized that now because with Amos, I didn't tear. And I have heard people who have natural babies and they do tear. But for me, it's cool. My personal story is with Sattler, I didn't. And with AIM, with Sattler, I did. My first pregnancy with the epidural, I did. And I think it's because, and the midwife did tell me this, um, When you're when you can't feel anything, you're just doing what people tell you to do. So they say, push, push, push as hard as you can. You see it in the movies all the time. And you push and you push and you push, but you don't. And then you tear because you can't feel when your body Until needs a break, up. yeah, so um, so I tore, but then, with Amos and the midwife, I didn't have the epidural, so I could feel when I needed to just take a break and stop pushing and wait a minute and then push again, so that gave that specific muscle like time to relax and then push again and relax and push again, so it wasn't just like full throttle a couple of times. And so with Amos there was no tearing at all. And um the the day after, or no, the same night we had him in the morning. And that afternoon I was like walking people out to the garage, like going for walks and Wow. I felt so great. The the biggest part of You still had the hospital
0: stay overnight. Yeah, I still had the
1: hospital stay and they did all the making sure he was healthy and all that stuff and So Um,
0: once he was born, um, there were still nurses there to take him and check him and the pediatrician and all of that. There was the really misconception is
1: yes, absolutely. But it could also it could be just the way because we had him in a hospital. Mm -hmm. So I think they still do that stuff with regular midwives. I'm not with that different midwife. I'm not sure, but everything was so similar except for the medical intervention was way less but if I needed it it was there and also something just so weird (laughs) some people think it's amazing but I just think it's weird and it's just like a little thing that I have that I know about that's kind of embarrassing to admit but um it's really gross. <laughs> Even <laughs> hey, thinking about it, I'm just
0: like childbirth in general is beautiful and amazing and yes. as it is, it's
1: um, it is gritty. But this yeah. this was it's okay. This was pretty rough. So um, <laughs> I had been I didn't have postpartum depression with either. I don't think, um, or maybe I did. And didn't recognize it. I don't know. But I don't. I don't think I had it like some people did. So, but I had heard that you're more apt to with your second because it's more work well because I was doing the more of the midwife way I had heard lots about um placenta consumption and there was all this stuff online was like why don't you eat your placenta like you're weird if you don't animals do it and it just is disgusting like it's just it's an organ But when you think about it, the way these really convincing articles put it, (laughs) it, it's for nine or however many months, you're taking all these vitamins, you're growing this baby in this organ that you create. So all of these vitamins are just being stored in this organ. So this is like some super health vitamin organ that you've (laughs) created by taking all of these vitamins. So the health benefits of eating it. Are like amazing, so I kind of did. Your midwife encourage that? Well, I asked her about it, and she said um, that she has heard that it helped. She didn't. She didn't really encourage it or discourage it, um, but she just said that she's had people who completely swear by it. And she said that if it doesn't help you, I'll buy you a bottle of wine. <laughs> so, and it, <laughs> it, I did actually do it, and it didn't help, but it was. It, I mean, it but, but clarify it, the way that yes, you did I will it. clarify. <laughs> I did like, not take a just, fork, yeah. with enough. <laughs> which is so disgusting. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, they have people who it's really a thing, and if the way I, all these things that I was looking up in different cultures, it's amazing. Like, we're so close minded to our way of life, we don't realize other people bury theirs in the garden or. There's just, I know, there's, they bury the placenta in the backyard or
0: there's, interesting. I know, it's I've so many weird that.
1: things. Um, and animals eat theirs. So <laughs> why don't we eat theirs? Our, it's part animals, of the process but... <laughs> that no one
0: wants to talk about because yes. it's gross.
1: Right. What happens little... in the hospital after, where does that, where does that go? I don't, I don't a know. Trash, I yeah. guess. I don't know. So, um. There's a couple of ways you could do it. They have companies now, since it's kind of a bigger thing, that you pay them money and bring a little lunchbox <laughs> and they put it in the lunchbox for you and they take it and then they come back and they do all the nitty gritty stuff. So it was- so you had to plan for this before going into labor. Yes, for sure absolutely. Have You had to plan and then they're very lenient and they'll come and get it anytime because you can't play your labor right so what they the op there was a couple different options you could make like a i can't think of the word like a, a tincture or something you know what i'm talking about no <laughs> it's really just like a really concentrated alcohol with okay Some t- i've seen them make it out of cayenne pepper and it's that's kind of like icy hot anyway you can do that with this but i didn't I don't know what that did. What I did was they take it and they clean it and they steam it and then they dehydrate it and they put it in a capsule and it just looks like a vitamin. And so really, you're just taking this vitamin that actually. Daily, that was. Yeah, and it was two or three times a day or however much. And then you had six weeks or six months. And after that, you needed to freeze it. And it had to be in like an amber container. So the sunlight didn't mess with it. I don't know how all that stuff affects it, but that's all. You just pay. It was pretty expensive. But when I thought about it, if it was going to help so much, then it would be worth it. And also, these people are messing with your organ. I mean, that's disgusting. <laughs> and they're doing it for you. So that's. Probably why it was so expensive. So you did not do that the first time? No. And did do it with the second baby? Yes. And I really just, it was wasted money. But I have a cool story to tell. (laughs) You do think it was wasted? You don't think it helped very much? No, I don't think it helped at all. Someone had, the midwife, oh yeah, the midwife did tell me, she said, everybody who has done it has told me, like, they've never done drugs, but they feel like drugs, good, like, energy-wise and stuff. She said it gives you energy, um... A big thing, I went through a stage after both pregnancies where my hair would kind of fall out when I'd brush it a little bit because you're taking all the vitamins and then you're not taking them. Um, And so they said it helped with that. But I didn't feel – I didn't notice anything. So – and there's also like – you could be pretty skeptical, like, am I just eating dirt in these capsules and somebody played a trick on me? Yeah, you really have to trust the yeah, company. to you do. And this was a trusted one. I don't remember one, which one I used, but it was a cool, interesting, weird experience, experience. <laughs> sure. that I can tell about. <laughs> but I remember being in the hospital and she took a while to get there. So all the visitors were... Standing in front of a sink, looking at the baby, and all I could see was this bloody organ on ice in the sink. And I was thinking, like, "Oh
0: my goodness,
1: guys, watch out for that placenta back there, and don't look at it too close." But they also the the capsules or just they didn't even taste bad. It's really just kind of like beef jerky when you think about it, (laughs) and they're in (laughs) capsules, so you just swallow them. It's no big deal. But part of the package that I bought. Was the dehydration of the placenta. And they actually, there's different, in different countries, they don't steam it first because they think the heat will, it kills the bacteria, but it also messes with the vitamins and Killed stuff.
0: stuff too. Yeah,
1: but I ended up doing the one that did kill all the bacteria. So, Maybe that's why. Maybe I shouldn't have had it steamed first. I don't know. (laughs) But this specific package, they did a placenta stamp before. And so they got—the ink was the blood from the delivery. And they just picked it up and they slapped it on a piece of cardstock paper. And then they gave me the stamp— And it really just looks like a tree. I forgot about that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, I thought that was just like, oh, this is so disgusting. But Cason, my husband, he said, he thought it was really cool. Like, hey, that's neat. It looks like a brain, kind of. (laughs) And you could see all the veins and stuff. And then they took the leftover umbilical cord from the placenta and they dehydrated it and twisted it into a pretty heart. And I couldn't, (sighs) like, I didn't. I think it's gross, really, but I couldn't bear to throw it away because I was such a like right. sweet disgusting thing. But anyway, so I've got them packed away in a closet. But it's you didn't neat. Frame
0: it and hang it on the wall, or anything. I think I might eventually
1: <laughs> just my bedroom, so nobody sees it. And you don't know what you're looking at. It's just like yeah. weird art, abstract. Yeah. Painting. <laughs> I thought about naming it um, like home because that was <laughs> that was the baby's home for a long time. Anyway, so (laughs) I thought it was, was cool. And so with this third, I'm using the same midwife again. And it, but really for a while I was debating on whether or not to do, even though I have such amazing experience, not using a midwife and using the epidural, um, I or not using an epidural. I actually thought and debated on whether or not to use the epidural again. It's just How you want your experience to go. Because that moment between me and Kaysen when everything was just chill and we were just painlessly welcoming a baby Mm -hmm. into the world, like that was a special moment between me and Kaysen. But when you don't have the epidural, it's not sweet, it's not painless, it's not peaceful at all. But I've never been in a more peaceful moment with me and Kaysen. Like that was just, that's been the highlight just that moment. It was just so special between us because it was just so peaceful. But you don't get that with natural birth because it's so painful and he's miserable watching me be in pain. Yeah. So I really even now like I think, man, that's a that's a hard toss-up because it's 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 kind of which relationship you're do you want the relationship between you and kind of the child and God in the design or you and your husband, I don't know. I asked him, I said, I thought about having an epidural for you. And he's like, (laughs) what do you mean for me? (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) But at the same time, something I forgot with Amos, because the pain was traumatic. I mean, it is a traumatic thing to give birth naturally. um, I didn't want to hold him for a little bit. Like, I mean, oh. not days or anything, but maybe five minutes, maybe 10. You weren't in a hurry to... to yeah, yeah, because I still had to deliver the placenta. I didn't even realize that I did that when I had the um, epidural because yeah. you just don't know what's going on. But you still had to deliver that, and you were still, like, the midwife, you still had to get in the position and make sure you hadn't torn or anything like that. And so Kason thought it was so weird because... They handed him, they cleaned him up real fast and handed him the baby. And he was like, oh, uh, doesn't anybody else want to hold this <laughs> kind of thing? But I was just like, I can remember just sitting there on my hands and knees just kind of like in shock. like And exhausted, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and completely just- exhausted. And they were like, "You no. Here, here's your baby, and I was kind of like, or Kason kept saying, like, "Don't you want the? Don't you want to hold him?" And I was kind of like, "I just need a minute, to, yeah. to regain feeling." Um, and so it, I remember like the bond, the special bond that you get, like this, the very second I had Sadler was, oh, he was just amazing, and Amos was too, but it was almost like, first and foremost, I need to regain feeling first. I mean, I still did. It was just. I think because it I wasn't expecting it to be as traumatic as it was, like I was still recovering from the trauma before I could get into that sweet little nursery nesting into that moment. moment, yeah, but i don't I don't know, I'm um, for sure that was just but it came and went fat quickly, um, and I have heard of other women saying that they they have that too, like it takes a minute to recover from birth before you can like okay, this is enjoy yes your new baby right enjoy it I think first and foremost of course I loved that and was of course think he was thought he was perfect and amazing and um but there was still like just that let me let me make sure I'm alive just first <laughs> <a minute. laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so anyway that was my two and I hope this so with number three are you still debating on what to do I'm kind of done debating, and I think I'm just going to do the natural thing again because it's just so, it's so amazing to me. And empowering. It sounds like that it just. Yes, it's very. And I hate the word empower. I feel like comes with pride, like I'm empowered about how like that move, the feminist movement going around how women are amazing. Women are powerful. And they are, but it's because God made them that way. And so I don't. It is extremely empowering, but I don't want it to seem like I have a big head and I'm better no, than anybody no, no. because I'm had didn't have an epidural. Because really, it's not me that the power is going to. It's just the creator. How amazing my body was created, and so was everybody's. Um, but the main factor for me in deciding between the epidural and not and the natural was the recovery. Because with the first one, when I did tear, it was just weeks of trying to get those stitches healed and just everything stinging and burning and not being able to sit down and with Amos I was up and ready to go for a run within like a day which
0: so it was harder in the moment of labor but yes the oh my time to follow that
1: yeah it was, was so, so much, much better. easier yeah the recovery was just night and day better and since I'll have two boys already chasing them and a newborn I think it's just going to be better for If I make it through natural labor again to just do it that way, that way I recover quicker and don't have to worry about me being, having a wound healing while I'm chasing after two kids and having a newborn. So that was, that's kind of the main deciding factor. So I'm excited (laughs) and nervous, but mainly excited. We have a month to a month and a half? Yeah, about a yeah a month and a half oh, yeah. I'm so excited yes, it's gonna be i'm kind of it was he was a surprise, so i was i'm kind of just now <laughs> it took a long time, but i'm just <laughs> kind kind of just now thinking, okay, this will be good, I'm gonna be ready, and you really helped, like what you said about how I'm only gonna be in their life for eighteen years or however long at home, but they are gonna be in their lives forever, and so that really has been like my change of mindset because having siblings is you can't give your kids a better gift
0: like oh each other yeah the each other yeah that's you sorry that's yeah. what I meant
1: so now like the first Sattler's four now and Amos is two so I'm gonna have a very concentrated couple few <laughs> a lot yeah of toddler oh my gosh spills everywhere but when they start getting to like six six eight and ten I think that's just going to be, like, prime years. They're going to be out in the woods, kicking frogs, doing— they're just going to be each other's best friends. Even Sattler and Amos were playing on the trampoline together today, and I was telling Kaysen, just—I just said, I'm so thankful. Like, I feel bad for people who don't have siblings, because what would Sattler be doing right now? He just—he's got this forever friend. If they can overcome, like— Stuff that happens in life that separates people. But I told Case and I said, I hope these, I hope they one day can tell each other things that they can't tell us. Like right now, I just think I'm Sattler's best friend. Well, we're going to be best friends forever, but that's not realistic. He's not going to want to tell his mom when he kisses a girl or (laughs) stuff, but he can tell Amos that they're going to be best friends. So I'm really freaked out about number three. Like, oh my goodness, there's no time for. Like Abby's gonna go on the back burner. I'm just gonna be first and foremost a motherhood mother cha- chaser of children <laughs> for a, a long chaser time. Chaser of
0: children. Yeah. That's another that's another name. for, yes. for a mama.
1: <laughs> but it's gonna be great, and it's not just about me. I have to really think. Like, get over yourself. Look yeah. at how good this is gonna be for Sattler and Amos to have a sweet little baby to love on. And be friends with and it's it really is soften a season. their heart.
0: And I think I say that a lot, talk about the
1: different seasons, but
0: it's been so eye-opening just in starting this Mama Grace and like I am in the teenage years oh, season yeah. and well kind of. I mean, here my oldest is twenty years old. Oh gosh. But um it really does change. I mean and I've talked to them a lot through the years about Being there for each other. They struggle at, or, you know, there's been times when they are having a hard time with friends at school or whatever, and those friends come and go, but you will always have your siblings growing up. And we as parents, you never know what's going to happen. I may not always be here. And so if I'm not, it gives me comfort to know that they have each other and can take care of each other and just do life together. Yeah.
1: Really. I really hope that I'm pretty close with my sister, but the other two, not so much. But we're still all in our 20s. When we're 30 and 40, we may be really close. Mm-hmm. I Like, it's all a season. You never know. It really is. So I really hope they are always close. I know when
0: I had first gotten pregnant, and this is, I think, just listening to your story, what I take away is, I don't know, I was young. I just was doing what I thought Everybody did. I went to the doctor, and I didn't realize I had options yeah. to, to do it differently. So um, oh, I did it the same way every time, and without even um, exploring other options. And so, and it wasn't wrong. I mean, of course not. I don't yeah. know that I would do it different. I had a doctor and was at the hospital and had epidurals every yes. time. There's and- such
1: a like a split like between doctors or midwife or oh I'm passionate about no midwife I'm anti-midwife I'm anti-doctor like just some people get so nasty and are so like anti-doctors and Mm anti-medicine and and really like it doesn't even It's just really
0: just what's best for you yeah and I really
1: like Even though I've had both, and I am an advocate for, like, the natural midwife thing, I want to mainly, first and foremost, be an advocate of healthy baby is the number one thing that matters. And you get that most of the time. You get that with both, doctor or midwife. So it doesn't—they're really just— I do think there's a lot of scheduled births
0: anymore. I hear that a lot. Yes,
1: and the only thing with the scheduling your birth— Like the complications go up huge when that happens. And I got lucky or medicine is just so awesome that you can do those things. But the second like you start inducing, well, you induce and then your body doesn't progress as fast because you really weren't ready. So then you have to have a C-section. So then all of these risks come in when you really just could have waited another week and done it naturally and you would have just... Bypassed all those things, but like babies are so flexible. I have a friend who was born at twenty weeks, and she's completely wow. Twenty weeks, yeah. She's short, but her whole family (laughs) is short, (laughs) so that's not why. It's just once again, just God created us so amazing. Yeah, that it just between midwife and doctor, and which what are those people in the jungle called? With uh, what is. In the jungle, aborigines no <laughs> witch doctor. <Yeah>. Witch doctor. <laughs> oh, it, oh, how funny! Yes, it doesn't matter who delivers your baby. They're really just they're really just like the boat of what gets you to the fact that you're having a healthy baby. That's really all that matters. It is cool to talk about like all the different things that help you have the baby, but really, just if you just put all the pride aside, the only thing that matters is just sweet, adorable, healthy babies healthy and babies mamas. Healthy babies and yeah. healthy mama. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself yes. before you can take care of all these babies for yeah. sure. And just the reason I thought midwives were just so cool is because it's just, that's just exactly what we were created to do. And when you go back to the original plan that God had in that verse in Genesis when it says that it's going to be severe child pain, <laughs> When you try to bypass that stuff that God designed, you get complications. But also he did design medicine, too. So everything is just awesome. He He is just <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but it's cool that when you do, like, see the point of view from the midwife, things start making sense in why you don't have as many complications. Because that's just what our bodies were made to do. Yeah.
0: And
1: it's just amazing that that I can see that and have done that and that everybody, that's why I just want to be there. Just call me when you're having a baby and I'm going to tell you how amazing <laughs> your body is.
0: <laughs> you will be, the, what did you call that? A, 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 a doula, doula, yeah, a doula. doula, yeah.
1: I had thought about um, when I was thinking about, should I go back to school? If when my kids are a little bit older and it's time for me to get a job, what, what should I do? And I thought it'd be cool to be a doula, which, or a midwife, I actually thought about, Oh, something so amazing. This is what made me th- think I think it'd be really cool to be a midwife, but I'm not a big fan of schoolwork and stuff, so you could be if I was to be a midwife, I could have I don't want to go to school and have it get a doctorate. That's like what Ten years. I don't know how that's That's too much school. <laughs> I also don't really want to be a nurse so being a nurse and then branching to midwife. So if I did, it would be like a, a three year or it was a two year c- certificate program. So that that would be a possibility. But when I looked in to see if there was an actual market for it around here, there's really not much of a market. And you'd also have to get your own client base. So if you worked in a hospital, you don't have to. And I don't really like to sell myself to people. So I don't really want to start a, start my own midwifery business. And um, Have my success beyond how well I can advertise to people <laughs> and stuff. But what started that was I was reading in Genesis, and wait, um, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Genesis with Moses. Oh yeah, with Moses. Um, when they were all killing the babies, they were killing all the babies because um there was too many of them, and they didn't want to be overthrown someday when they grew up. So the head guy says hey why are these babies still being born and it actually says it was the midwives the midwives said because they were the one delivering the babies they said it's these hebrew women they just they're so strong they have the babies before we get there and we can't do anything about it so we don't have the chance to kill them and so that wasn't true though it was they were saving the babies but so it was the midwives (sighs) that put themselves at risk and lied which was not good but they lied and saved all those babies but I was like wow I never really caught that significance of the midwives before so I think that that would be it'd be cool to just be it kind of be it wouldn't be really be an advocate for women it'd kind of be an advocate for God yeah (laughs) who designed the women but anyway I think I think that that would be cool but at the same time there's not a market but to be a doula for somebody that would be fun
0: that would be fun. And I think maybe the market could be because like the education isn't out there. I yeah. Mean, that's you true. don't hear a lot about it. And it's kind of I don't know, when you talk about things like this, there's not always it's not always um received well by yeah. people. If you don't know anything about it, there's right. such a misconception of the way that it's that it's done. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, when you first said, "I'm just going to have a midwife and do it this way," I was <laughs> like, well, "Wait a minute, why?" Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know anything right. else. And and you had said, Kason was skeptical too. It. What was the movie that you said just really kind of opened your eyes? It was to called
1: it? The Business of Being Born. And in that movie, it was just really, it showed how. All these, it was all the variables. There's so many variables that you cannot control in labor. Like when your water will break, when, how fast your labor will be, when you're going to go into labor. But with medical intervention, they can control all that stuff. And even in bigger cities, if you have a C-section, like you can, you can say, when do you want your baby to be born? 7.42 on Friday morning. (laughs) And they can cut you open literally and take your baby out at that time. And that's your, yeah. you've chosen your baby's time of birth. Yeah. And so a lot of times in this movie, they would show people how that's so much more convenient for the doctor. They just schedule when they're going to go for this surgery and they'll schedule the C-section. And at the same time, they'll give these women a tummy tuck. <laughs> so It's called, a, <sighs> it was called something. I don't. It was. It was called something clever that rhymed, and that it was like New York or something, and that's what a lot of women do. They just go for a C-section and at the same time lose all their baby weight because they had a tummy tuck at the same time. So that was really. That's
0: not trusting God's plan. No, absolutely
1: (laughs) not. (laughs) Again, whatever works for everybody. Yes. That's, that's a little bit extreme, (laughs) but, but that was just kind of interesting. And it was very, Kaysen's very, like loves documentaries and intellectual stuff. So he was like, Whoa, yeah, I totally get that. But at the same time, it wasn't much different since we had it in the hospital. So really the only thing was that I opted for to do it natural since I was at the hospital. But yeah, that, that movie was really what, it was really cool. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Business but. of
0: being born, I bet. If yeah. you
1: want to see it, you can
0: find it somewhere. Yes, I bet you could. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, awesome. I, of course, can't wait for number three. Yes. I'm so ready to meet little Mr. Baby John. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, can't wait to hear how, what the experience is like with him, with each baby. is
1: so yeah. different. This one could just completely blow my perspective <laughs> Differently, and we'll have to do another podcast on it. (laughs)
0: Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, that was a long story, (laughs) (laughs) so interesting, really. Yeah, um, I think my takeaway is everyone, you just have to pray about it and see what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely, there is no wrong way, you just have to do what's best for you and your baby, and
1: yeah, and God's sovereign over medical crazy accidents too so it really doesn't even matter that much yeah (laughs) absolutely um okay till next time yes goodbye Goodbye,
0: everybody. everybody mama mama mama